are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Some of the stuff that I want to share with you is based around this idea, what happened at Easter, and this example that Jesus gave us. There's a story I'm going to talk about Angelique a little bit about uh, today. And uh, one day, uh, Angelique came up to me and she was just like, Dad, uh, can I go on a missions trip with you? We do several missions trips throughout the year. And I said, yeah, baby, I, I love that you want to go on trips with me. I think that's amazing. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I love what you do. Um, and I'd love to go on a trip with you because, you know, like, I think you're like the coolest dad and you're so good looking and you're so awesome and you're so amazing. And at least that's what I heard her say. She probably didn't say any of that. But she was just like, dad, I want to go on a trip with you. And, and I was like, yeah, baby, uh, let's, let's pick a trip. Let's figure out the dates and we'll, we'll do a trip together. And she was like, dad, how do you, how, how do you pick where to go uh, uh, and, then she, and before I could even answer I'm like I'm trying to get an answer I was just like how do you pick where to go and how do you pick who can go and how do you pick who to help and what pastor to work with and, and what do you, when you're on the ground where do you stay and what do you eat and, and, and how do you uh, figure out all the projects that you're going to do and, and who to work with and all this stuff and I'm like hey why all the questions Angelique and she's like So that when I turn 18, I can take over. I love that you're clapping at that, but I just literally told you I'm out of a job in a few years. So thanks a lot. She said, so that when I'm 18, I could take over what you do. So that, everybody say so that. So that always indicates purpose when used in a sentence. So that always indicates purpose when used in a sentence. I went to the restaurant so that I could eat. I posted that picture on Instagram so that everybody could see what I'm eating like anybody cares. I go to the gym so that my belly doesn't jiggle when I brush my teeth. That's disgusting, but some of y'all know what I'm talking about. John 3.16, New Living Translation says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Come on, let's pray. Lord, help us to know the things we don't know. Help us to see things as you see them. Help us to respond to your word so that we can live the life we were called to live, so that we can live on purpose, so that we can live a blessed life. And who, how, everybody say with me, amen. wake up every single morning, we brush our teeth, I hope, we get dressed, for what? What's the point? There has to be a better reason than just paying bills. 
I don't want to have to wake up tomorrow and go through the day just in order to pay Con Ed. There has to be more to life than dot, dot, dot. Like when I think about my 80, 90 years on this earth, I, I want importance, I want significance, I want purpose, I want a reason to live, I, 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 I want blessings, I want, I don't just want to go through the rat race. So when I think about why I wake up in the morning, what's my so that? There has to be more to life than, there has to be more to church than, Why are you here? Why'd you wake up this morning? Why'd you get dressed? Why'd you, why'd you come here? What's the purpose? What's the point? Why do you serve? Why do you give? Why do you hug somebody? Why do you worship? Why, why, why? All these questions of well, what's your so that? Because once we figure out our so that, then everything else falls into place. See, most people know what they do. Some of those people know how they do it, but a lot of people don't know why they do what they do. They don't know they're so that. You could say, man, I'm in business so that I could get, so I could make a profit. And I would say no, because your profit is just a result. Your results shouldn't drive you. Your results shouldn't motivate you. Because when the expected result doesn't happen, guess what? You'll stop. So you're so that, you're why you do something, that's what should drive you, that's what should motivate you, because when you figure that out, no matter what happens in the day, no matter what happens during 2018, you're not going to stop because you're saying, this is why I do it, this is my so that. My so that's going to motivate me, my so that's going to drive me. This is my calling, this is my cause, this is my passion. The results will change, the how will change, but your so that will never change. And I don't want to come to church. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to come to church just to sit in a pew. I don't want to wake my kids up on a Sunday morning and say, come on, guys, we got to go to church and we got to drive this far to get there and we got to take time out of our schedule for like, I'm tired of the complacency. I'm tired of the normalness. I'm tired of the, just the average flow of things. There's got to be more to life than. There's got to be more to church than. What's my so that? All throughout the Bible, there are literally hundreds of so that statements in the Bible. And uh, actually, in my Bible, uh, if you looked at if you ever looked at my Bible, I mean, every page is written, and I, I, I love to take notes, I love to underline things and color code things, and um, all throughout my Bible, every time there's a so that statement, I actually write GP next to it and put a circle around it, and the GP stands for grand purpose. And most of the time in the Bible, all of the time in the Bible, that God is using a so that statement, it's so that, I'm going to do this, so that you know that I and I alone am God, so that you'll worship me, so that I'll get all the glory, so that all over the Bible, uh, I'll read a couple of, of them to you. Exodus 7, 16, let my people go. 
so that they may worship me. Isaiah 45, I equip you so that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. John 15, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Matthew, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. God always has a so that when he speaks. He doesn't waste words. He doesn't waste his breath. He doesn't waste his time. He wants to be known. He wants to love his people, and he wants his people to love him. There's always a point to the point. There's always an end game in mind. There's always a reason. There's always a plan. God's plan. Stop. There's always a purpose. There's always a destination. He's not pulling out of the parking lot without knowing where he's Going. No matter how bumpy the ride, Jesus always knew his so that. Jesus knew why he was born and what he was born for. He was born for this. He was born to die. He was born to give. He was born to sacrifice. He was born to suffer so that you and I wouldn't have to. He was born so that. The Jews wanted to X out Jesus and so they get him, they, 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 they come up with this scheme and they lie about him and they, they, they grab him and they take him before some of the leaders and finally they get up to the head honcho and, and, and now Jesus is standing before the guy that has the power to let him go or send him off to his death. And Jesus is talking to this guy named Pilate. And in John 18, Pilate says, King James Version, are you king then? Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. The message version, I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. NIV, in fact, the reason I was born and came into the world was to testify to the truth. New King, New King James, for this cause I was born and for this cause I have come into the world. Young's literal translation, for this have been born and for this I have come to the world. Even standing face to face with the guy that was about to okay his excruciating execution. The guy that was about to put everything in motion, he knew he was about to suffer some really horrible stuff. Face to face with this guy, knowing what's coming, knowing the sacrifice, knowing what it was going to cost, knowing the price he had to pay, he knew he was born for this moment. He knew that there was a purpose and a plan and a destination. He knew why he was born. And nothing was going to stop that. Before he gets to this place, he's predicting and speaking about what's about to happen and talking about him going to the cross. And he says in John 12, he says, in New King James, he says, Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. King James, before this cause, NIV, no, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Message, no, this is why I came in the first place. He came with a purpose. And see, the importance is not so much that Jesus came, it's why he came. See, there was an is, 
No salvation in the fact that he was born. We don't get rescued from death because he lived an incredible life. Though he taught some of the most amazing things on this earth, it doesn't give us grace and mercy. There was one reason and one reason only. He had to come from heaven and put boots on the ground. He knew why he came. He knew his purpose. He knew God's plan. He knew that the wages of sin is death and someone had to pay the price and only Jesus was able to pay that price. It's fine to celebrate his birthday. I love Christmas. I love the trees. I love the gifts. I love mistletoes. What? Who says that? But don't make the mistake of leaving him as a baby in a manger. That was just the beginning. That was just the first step into what was about to happen. It was the first step in, in the reason why Jesus came to this earth and what he was about to do. See, he was created for a purpose. There was an end to his beginning. He was created for something. He wasn't created just to coast through life. He was literally created for something. When you think of baby Jesus, when I, when I'm, we're kind of like in this middle between, at least I feel, Christmas. I literally just took my tree down last week. Kidding. But when you think of Christmas, you think of this baby Jesus. And when I, when I think of baby Jesus, and I, you hold someone else's baby. You, the first thing is those hands, right? You put your finger in that hand, and that, that, that baby hand kind of tries to wrap around its finger. And it's so cute. And yet those hands were created. From the beginning, they were created so that one day some evil men with evil intentions would take those hands and stretch them out and nail them to a cross. When I think of baby Jesus, I think about those feet, and you play stinky feet with a baby, right? You smell those cute, tiny little feet, but those feet were created so that one day they would walk up Calvary Hill, and his feet would be uh, cut by the jagged rocks, and they'd be put together, and a nail would be driven through those when I think of a baby, I think of that cute little head and the hair and, and, and you smell the hair, but that head was created so that one day some evil men would take a crown of thorns and put it on his head and press down onto his head and the thorns would go in his head and blood would drip from his down his face and down his chest and to his feet. When I think of a baby, I think of that, the, the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes that you just want to dig your nose into and smell that Yet that body, that baby, was created so that one day it would be dragged up a hill and flung to a cross and a spear would go through it. It was created to be broken. It was created to be given. It was created to be sacrificed for you and for me. Jesus was born to die, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, Debbie Downer, far from it. In no way was Jesus' death and sacrifice a tragedy. Quite the opposite. It was the greatest victory in all of human history. It was the most amazing moment on this earth. See, Christmas happened so that Easter could happen. 
Jesus did a lot, of, a lot of amazing things on this earth. Like I said, he, he taught and he healed and, and he lived a great life. He did some incredible things, but he could have done all those things from heaven, just like he did in the Old Testament. Could have healed, he could have brought food, he could, he could have done all that stuff, but there was a reason, there was a purpose. He had to put feet on this earth. He had to put boots on the ground. He came to give. He came to die. He came to sacrifice. He came to, to, to be all in. He came for others. He didn't come for himself. It was all about others. It's always about others. When I think of the beginning, because uh, we're talking about the end, and so you think of the beginning, and so that's where Christmas is, and we're talking about Christmas, and, and, and you think about uh, all, all the nice Christmas songs and the Christmas foods and Silent Night and Joy to the World and, and Little town, town of Bethlehem and this cute little baby and this young mother and Mary had a little lamb. But, don't, but John tells us in Revelation that there was a seven-headed, ten-horned dragon waiting outside the manger, ready to kill Jesus the moment that Mary gives birth. You'll never see that on the cover of any Christmas card. See, Earth was oblivious to what was actually going on at the beginning, but heaven wasn't, and neither was hell. This was literally a declaration of war. Jesus, the king, coming down from heaven, being born and created onto this earth in this humble, humble situation to declare war on the enemy, to declare war on death, to declare war on sin, to fight for his people so that freedom could be had for every single person including you, including me, including my daughters. Amen. He was coming to give it all. He was coming to fight at all costs. He was coming to sacrifice. He was coming to die. He was coming to, to give. It, it starts there, but there's always an end to the beginning. Hebrews 2 says, But we do see him who was made a little uh, little." lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. He was born to die so that we could be born again. He resurrected so that we could resurrect. He died so that we could live. He gave so that we could receive, so that we could worship him, so that we would point to him, so that he would receive all the glory, so that people will know that he and he alone is God. Okay, Jordan, I get it. What's the point? We, we get Jesus was born for this. We get Jesus was born to die. Jesus had a purpose and had a plan, and that's awesome. But what does that mean for me? So, so what's my so that? What am I here for? Why did I wake up this morning? And that's exactly what I'm asking you. That's what I want you to contemplate. That's what I want you to think about. Why did you wake up this morning? 
Why do you wake up every morning? What's your so that? What's your why? What's the reason that you're excited about life? What's the reason that you want to keep going and striving in this life to have a blessed life? I would say, are you living then with the end in mind? Walk backwards. You know, when, when you put on a GPS, I mean, I had to put GPS on to come here. Uh, obviously, I was home. I knew where I was. And what did I have to enter into the GPS? The destination. I had to enter the end point to get direction on how to get there. And so if I think with the end in mind, then I could have clear guidance on how to get there. Uh, when I think about my end, when I think about when I die, uh, there's going to be a tombstone. And I, I say, what do I want that tombstone to say on it? Jordan, awesome dad, lover of people, lover of Jesus, passionate, generous, all in. I mean, there's so many things that I, 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 I want my tombstone, to, my tombstone to say, but... It's not a last-minute decision. If I wanted to say generous, then I can't start that at the end of my life. I've got to start that now. If I wanted to say awesome dad, my kids aren't going to put on my tombstone awesome dad if I didn't live a life of an awesome dad. I can't start that 80 years from now. Today creates tomorrow what's my legacy going to be what 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 are they going to say about me uh so many years later but it's it's not by what i lived that last year of my life it's what did i live throughout my life and so i got to think about what do i want it to say on my tombstone what's my end and guess what i got to do today i would say stop walking around aimlessly Stop responding to everybody else's agenda. Stop trying to do what everybody else thinks you could do or, or, or trying to figure out when am I going to get the most likes on Instagram and, and what really pleases everybody else and, 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 and how, to, how are they going to perceive me when I do this? Man, what's my so that? Why was I created? Why am I born? Why do I wake up in the morning? And really the only one that could answer that is God. That's you having a conversation with God and say, God, why did you create me? I can't tell God why he created me. He created me for a very specific purpose with a plan. There is an end in his mind. He knows exactly what Jordan's supposed to do. And so I got to say, Jesus, what is my so that? Why did you create me? And when I figure that out, I'm going to be so excited to wake up in the morning to complete that task because that task is only for me. That task is not for you. That task is my task. And so I'm like, God, you have a specific task, a specific purpose, a specific plan for me. And once I know that, oh, man, and that bleeds into everything. It's why I love. It's why I give. It's why I serve. It's, it's why I come to church. It's why I'm a good dad. It's why I wake up in the morning. Worship team, I'm asking you to come up. What was I born for? I said I was, I was born for more. Whatever that is, I, I know I was born for more. Every single day I'm like, I love what I do, but I know I was born for more. God, what else do you have for me? 
How else can I be better at what you've called me to do? I know I've been born, I was born with a calling and a purpose that was so specific for me. I wasn't born to be wild. I was born to be wildly in love with Jesus. I was, I was born for healing. I was born uh, uh, to give. And it doesn't matter what the cost is. doesn't matter how bumpy the road is. I, I know what I was born for. And so I'm all in. I'm not going to hold back because Jesus didn't hold back. Jesus on the cross didn't hold back and say, man, I'm going to shortchange this or I'm just going to give a, enough to someone sees me throw something in the bucket or, 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 or you know, I got bills to pay. And, and, and so Jesus went all in. And so I'm like, man, I want to go all in. I was born for more. I was born to be whole. I wasn't born to stay sick. I was born for healing. I was born to be a great dad. I was born to be a great leader. I was born to be a great man of God. I was born to be pure. I was born to be a great Christian. I was born to, to speak and to say something and to tell people about Jesus. I was born to be a sign. I was born to point to Jesus. No matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice, I don't, I don't want to pass this normalness onto my kids. I don't want to pass complacency onto my children. I don't want to pass average on to my kids. Because they're going to grow up and they're going to see me as an example. They're going to say, oh, that's how life is supposed to be lived. And you're supposed to go every single day and just pay bills and that's, it is what it is. Or you go to church and you sit in a pew and you really ne never get involved. You, you never get involved in what everybody else is doing. Oh, that's normal. I'm not passing that on to my kids. I want to leave my kids with a legacy. I want to leave them with something to follow. And then so many times we hear this message or we hear we're inspired by some words or we read an amazing book and we sit there and we wait and I'm like, man, what are you waiting for? There's this story in the Bible where Jesus visits Peter and his mother-in-law is sick and, and, and Peter's like, hey, my mother-in-law is sick and Jesus walks in and the story goes like this real quick. Luke 4, it says, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon, or Peter, mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. What are you waiting for? You know what? I'll serve when I read through the whole Bible. I'll give when I get a title. I'll help out with stuff and I'll get into ministry when I get a spot on the front row. I'll go through crow track when Pastor Roe gives me a high five. We put all these excuses out and I'm like, man, what are you waiting for? Hey, Jordan, that's cool for you. You know, you're a pastor. You work with the church, and, you know, I have a regular job, and, and, and I got this, and, I, and I'm going through this, and, and you put all these other excuses out on the table. I love what I get to do. I love that tomorrow we go feed about 60 homeless in Maria Hernandez Park over in Bushwick. We call Feed Somebody Mondays, and I love that throughout the week we get to help some people with food and clothes and furniture and all that stuff. I love that we get to do mission trips and we get to go to Puerto Rico and we get to help build houses. And uh, I love all that stuff, but 
My so that is very different than what's in my job description. My so that's very different from what I've been doing for work for the past 18 years. My so that is so that I would be a bright light shining for Jesus. My, my so that is that I would be a sign pointing to Jesus. It's, it's not so that somebody would, would have an extra meal and their belly would be full for one day. That's not my so that. My so that is so that I could build relationship with people and point them to Jesus. So whether you're a doctor or a secretary or work in retail, whatever you do, you're so that bleeds into every single thing that you do. When you find out your why and you're so that, then it doesn't matter what you do throughout the day, your so that is gonna bleed into all of that. It's gonna drive you, it's gonna motivate you, it's gonna keep you going. It's gonna make you excited about waking up in the morning and getting to work or being with your kids or getting to church or when the offering basket comes around. You love so that, you give so that, you serve so that. I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, personally. I don't believe in a poverty gospel. I believe in a generosity gospel. I don't give to get. I don't have to give it all away. I give to give give, to give, to give. I don't give for a blessing, I give from a blessing. I don't give because I think it helps me get likes from God. That's a works theology. You're serving, you're loving, you're extra, you're all in, your time, None of that stuff helps you get into heaven. When the offering basket comes around and we talk about tithes and offering or heart to give offering, none of that stuff will get you into heaven. But it will help get someone else into heaven. You're serving, you're giving, you're loving, you're all in will help someone else get into heaven and that's what it's about when it's not about us when we're not looking to get when it's when it's not all about me it's not this selfie lifestyle it's literally how can I serve so that someone else Jesus could have stayed very comfortable up in heaven but he was thinking about all of us throughout all the years throughout this 2,000 plus years on this earth and what's to come and all the generations, he was thinking about others. Did it matter the cost? Did, did it matter the price? Did it matter the sacrifice? It was about others. Every dollar given, every second served, every hug hugged, every word spoken, every note sung, every piano chord played, It's not about us. So that one less baby gets aborted. One less person goes in a, another day hungry. 
one less person experiences homelessness, one less parent has to bury their child, one less person is bullied, one less person hurts themselves, one less teen getting pregnant, one less person abuses alcohol or drugs, one less person needs antidepressant, one, one less person doing life alone, one less couple getting divorced, one less family experiencing financial heartache, one more person living out their God-given purpose, one more person experiencing this joy, one more person experiencing this freedom, one more person experience this grace and this salvation and this mercy. It's to see the next generation get better. It's to see tomorrow better, to have a better day than we had yesterday, to be stronger in our faith. Populate heaven by one more person. Tell the devil, not today. We out here so that, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I'm going to ask you to stand. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.